Welcome again to the Jonesing for News podcast. Now from the stew located along Florida's first coast, here is your host, Scott Jones. Thank you, Billy Ransom, for the lead in. You're sounding great as always, Billy. I'm envious of that voice of yours. Uh, welcome to the Jones and for News podcast. I am Scott Jones, uh, hence the name, and I run the website ftvlive.com, which is for anybody and everybody that works in the media, wants to work in the media, or is just a news junkie. Speaking of news junkies, the other day I got an email. I'm I'm right now. Uh, we've we've unveiled the uh, best and worst evening news anchors and. In local TV news, and now I'm going to do the same with uh, morning news anchors, and um, so I put it out there, and I got an email from a kid that uh, said that he's not in the business, he's 23 years old, but he's been a news junkie since he was six, and I was like, wow, at six years old, I think I was watch, watch, I was watching. At six years old, I was watching Rocket Chip 7 with uh, Dave Thomas. And uh, the people in Philly and the people in Buffalo will know who Dave Thomas is, but only the people in Buffalo will know what Rocket Chip 7 was. So, um, yeah, that's what I was doing. By the way, I am sitting in, I bought a chair for my office since I spend, spend hours and hours a day in the office. and I And I bought a... A chair at Ikea uh, looks like white leather. It's not really white leather. Um, It's fake leather. Um, But it looks good, and it looks good in my office. But in the summertime, sitting in front of this window, looking out of the embassy, uh, it gets hot, and my back starts sweating. And uh, I think I need to buy a new office chair. Um, If you got a chair that stays fairly cool, that works, um, you know, this chair that I'm sitting on is fine in the in the wintertime, but in the summertime, it's just hot. So if you have a chair that uh, works and don't uh, and don't recommend a Herman Miller chair, those are like thousands of dollars. I can't afford that. But if you have a good chair uh, that you've been using in your home office, uh, let me know. Let me know where you got it. I'd love to... Uh, uh, look around and see if I could find something that's just a little cooler so I don't get up with my back all sweaty. Um, anyway, that is uh, beside the point. Um, on Friday, FTV Live told you first, in fact, while she was still making the announcement, we posted the story because we got tipped off that it was happening, uh, was going to happen. So we posted the story that a long time uh, DC anchor at WTTG, the Fox Ono, working for the firm, Um, Allison Seymour signed off. She had been there a couple decades and uh, very popular, popular not only amongst the staff, but by the viewers. And um, she decided to sign off on Friday, which um, there was no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? No advance notice, you know. A lot of times when anchors sign off, they give you weeks, sometimes a year's notice. Uh, Allison Seymour, basically the staff found out, uh, most of the staff found out Friday morning that she was going to uh, retire uh, later that morning during the newscast. And uh, good for her going out that way. Uh, Of course, a lot of people are wondering, did she 
Did she really retire? Did she get pushed? Uh, her contract was coming up from what I understand. So you never know. And, and we probably will never know. Uh, I know, you know, from talking to people inside, there's a lot of turmoil on the morning show. There's a lot of turmoil in that newsroom anyway, but there's a lot of turmoil on the morning show. Um, and some are thinking that, uh, you know, Allison may have been kind of pushed out the door. Uh, they brought Angie Golf in. Angie Golf came from WRC and she went to WTTG. And I think, you know, you look at it on the surface and it looked like Angie Golf, who has a big social media following and is active and is uh, at least part Asian, I believe, um, was brought in as WTTG's answer to losing Annie U. Uh, Annie U crossed the street to WUSA, um, the Tegna station, which is probably the last good hire uh, WUSA has made. Well, they, you know what? They hired Tony Perkins. That um, That's more of a part-time thing, but that was a pretty good hire as well. Um, but anyway, getting back to Allison Seymour. So you wonder, did she leave on her own? Was she pushed out? I mean, here's the bottom line. The management could have offered her a new contract and let's I have no idea what she makes made or anything else but let's say she was making $300,000 a year and her new contract comes up and the management says well we we want to renew you but we only have $180,000 in the budget she looks at it as an insult and she says that's it I'm quitting I don't know if that's what happened but that is one reason that you know people leave I mean, they get lowballed. They get a haircut is what the uh, agents like to call it, getting a haircut. Um, and that's happening more and more in this business is, uh, is as contracts come up, uh, you're, you know, if you're flat, in other words, if you make the same amount of money you're already making, that's kind of like the new raise in TV news because a lot of times what they're doing is uh, offering you pay uh, cuts. And, uh, and if you do get a pay raise, it's going to probably be, somewhere in the 1% to 2% range, which is not even keeping up with inflation. So uh, TV stations are making more money, and they go back to the satellite companies and the cable companies, and they ask for uh, their, uh, their retransmission fees to go up, and they do, and they go up, they make more money, but they don't share it with you guys in the newsroom. In fact, when your contract comes up, they tell you, great job, but they, they cut your pay. And when Angie Goff was brought in on the morning show, um, there was a lot of people, from what I understand, from my sources inside WTTG, there's a lot of people that were not happy with that at all. Um, and it felt like Angie Goff came in as an outsider, um, and Allison's role was certainly diminished. Um, Angie is the, uh, quote, the teacher's pet at WTTG. Both Patrick uh, Paolini and uh, Paul McGonigal, uh, the news director. Patrick is the general manager. Um, Angie is certainly the teacher's pet. So for them, uh, moving Angie there uh, was just probably another sign to Allison that, uh, you know, you can go home now. Um, and Allison did. And Allison went on the air and she said, you know, it was strictly hers and her family's decision to leave and that could completely be true but um 
you know, it could have been their decision to leave after they got a low ball offer on a contract or as she continued to have her role diminished and Angie Goff's star was on the ascend and, uh, and Allison's star was on the descent. So yeah, maybe she did do it. But I'm going to let you in on a little secret um, of news management, station management in general. Um, nothing is greater. Management plays to the egos of talent. And let's face it, 99.999% of TV talent have giant egos. I, pretty much people in TV have giant egos, um, you know, whether they're an anchor or not. But the talent is certainly got giant egos and, um, and management uses that to their advantage because uh, nobody wants to say they got fired or they got pushed out. They always want to say they left on their own accord. And like I said, Allison on uh, Friday at the end of the news, she said, I left, this is my own doing, you know, it was my decision and everything else. Now, why do you even have to say that? When, when Bob retires from General Electric after 30 years or 25 years, and Bob's in the, you know, in the lunchroom and they're cutting the cake and everything, does Bob feel like he's got to say, oh, by the way, I'm retiring today and it's totally my decision? What, what other industry does that happen in other than TV news, it's it, this is a TV news thing, and management banks on that because, and again, I have no clue with Allison Seymour, but let's use her as the example since this just happened with her. Allison is loved by the viewers; she's loved at the station. If she felt like she was pushed out or she was offered a lowball contract or whatever, and she said that instead of saying it was my own decision to leave. How do you think uh, the viewers would look at the management at WTTG? How do you think the employees would look at the management at WTTG? It would kill them. But they know all management, I'm talking about all management. Again, this is hypothetical because I don't know as to why Allison decided to leave or not. I don't know if she was pushed. Maybe it is totally her decision. But... Um, Usually when you're going to retire, you talk about it with people and you would think she would have talked about it with more people. And uh, But I, whatever. Again, this is hypothetical. But management relies on you, the TV talent, and your giant ego that they can use this to their advantage. So now, you know, let's, let's be honest. You know, how many people saw the newscast on Friday when Seymour signed off? You know, probably not a lot. So a week from now, two weeks from now, they're still going to get phone calls into the station. Uh, you know, where'd Allison go? Where's Allison Seymour? I miss Allison Seymour. And the station can just say, hey, look, you know, she decided to retire. We really wanted her to stay. And we're looking forward to it and everything else. But hey, you know, we wish her all the best. And it gives management a complete out. And they play this all the time. I mean, all the time. They use um, your ego, the talent's ego, anybody's ego in TV news to say, oh, I'm leaving on my own accord. You see it every time it seems like somebody leaves that I said, I just want you to know this is totally my decision. Why do you have to say that? What's the difference if it's your decision or not? I mean, really, other than your ego, 
Why do you have to say that? You don't. But management banks on that you're going to want to say that. In fact, um, you know, you see people that are let go and they're called into the general manager's office, the news director's office, and the news director is going to say, hey, look, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm going to let you go at the end of your contract and everything. But um, I wanted to give you a few months notice. And if you want this to look like, you know, you're just decided to move on and everything, I'll, I'll more than, I'll back you on this. And they almost know that management or that the talent is going to buy into this. And it gives them the easiest out. Um, every now and then, every now and then, you'll see a talent tweet something, post something, post a video, you know, something on Facebook saying, I left and it really wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't my decision. And that makes it so much harder for the station that screwed them over. And, and, uh, and let's be honest, nobody cares. Nobody cares why you leave the station. They just know you left. The bottom line is, here's the deal. When you work in TV news and you lose your job, whether you got laid off, whether you quit, whether you got fired, whatever happens, here's what's going to happen, guaranteed. Almost everybody in the newsroom that even kind of knows you is going to reach out to you with a text, with a phone call and everything else. And they're going, oh my God, so sad that you left. And really what they're doing is just kind of digging for more information. They want to know what happened, why did you leave and, and all that. Um, and that's all going to happen in the first week of you leaving the station. Two months after you're gone from the station, how many of those people, those same people are going to call, check on you, see how you're doing? They're not. Um, there's going to be maybe one or two, and those are your real friends. You don't make friends in this business. You think you do, but what you do is you make acquaintances. You know, there's people that would stab you in the back for your job. Um, there's people that, you know, you hear it all the time. I mean, people are gossiping in the newsroom behind uh, others' backs. Um, so there's not really a, you don't have really any true friends in this business. As I said, maybe one or two. Get fired from your job. The people that are calling you two and three months after you've been fired, those are your friends. The best part is, say you leave your job and you don't have a job right away. Maybe you have something lined up, but you can't say anything due to, you know, the other station needs to get rid of somebody to replace them or whatever. Um, the interesting thing is, so you leave your job, you get all these calls within a week. Oh, you, um, you know, what happened? How are you doing? Is everything okay? Then you don't hear from them again. Well, then in three months, you sign a new deal at a different station. And it's a station in a bigger market. It's a better thing. All of a sudden, guess who's calling you back up again? Hey, great, congratulations on the new job. They didn't talk to you for that three-month gap after calling you the one time or texting you the one time and until you got your new job, then all of a sudden they're calling you back up, seeing how you're doing and everything else because you know what? They want you to give them an in at your new station because you're in a top 10 market or you're at an O&O or you've left a crappy station run by Sinclair and now you're at a great station run by Hearst, you know, whatever. That, that That's why you hear from them. So, I don't care what uh, people tell you. You do not make a lot of friends in this business. This is a cutthroat business, and that's fine. But you don't have a lot of friends. You have a lot of acquaintances, but you don't have a lot of friends. If you, if you tell me you do, you're lying. Bottom line.
As for Allison Seymour, I don't know where she's going to go next, uh, what she's going to do. I believe she has a radio gig in D.C., so she might be perfectly fine with that. Um, and she may be perfectly fine to say the hell with this industry. Look how screwed up it is. I'm ready to move on. But the interesting thing is, and I brought this up on Monday, is uh, in my patron-only story, is that WUSA, the Tegna station across the street, is advertising for a morning anchor. Now, as I said, I don't know if this is a new job being added. I believe they're uh, uh, getting rid of Geo Inesaris. Is that his name? You know what? I should have written this down before I started. Anyway, Geo is the morning anchor, but all of a sudden he's not anchoring anymore. And my guess is that um, he is gone or will be gone shortly from the station and then will... Uh, uh, be replaced. So you, if you look at it, you know, Tegna is looking for a new, I guess, male anchor. Although I don't really have to have a male anchor because you have um, you have Annie U, uh, Tony Perkins, and then Reese Waters. Reese Waters is the comic, the comedian that they tried to turn into an anchor. It's a completely failed experiment, uh, not working in the least. Um, I hear from countless people inside the station and viewers that just, A, don't think he's funny, and B, don't think he's a news anchor. Um, but uh, I don't think, I think the problem there is Tegna and WUSA never wants to admit to uh, screwing up, and um, so they are not going to, um, they're not going to get rid, rid of Reese Waters. Now, what they should do which would be like, I mean, it's a no-brainer. But again, we're talking about Tegna, so this isn't going to happen. Um, is they should hire Allison Seymour. Uh, Allison, from my understanding, uh, is good friends with uh, Tony Perkins, gets along with him well. Is friends with Annie Yu, gets along with her well. Um, I don't know that for sure. I do see that, uh, I remember back when Annie Yu was still working at WTTG, her and Allison always posted like, dancing in the studio videos and you know they just seem to get along and same thing with Tony and Allison seem to get along so if you brought Allison who's loved by viewers in DC over to WUSA 9 even if they brought her over on you know maybe she works just a couple hours a day she comes in in the morning um you know just does the news leaves right after and uh goes off to a radio gig which I believe is in the afternoon um, and don't quote me on that because I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm plugged in in DC TV, but I'm not plugged in in DC radio at all. But that's what Tony Perkins does. He's got a radio show that I think's on in the afternoon. I think it's on from, I think it's on like three to six or, yeah, I think it's on from three to six. Um, so Tony Perkins works, you know, in the morning. Uh, then he takes some little time off and then he goes and does his radio show. So, Allison could basically do the same thing. It would be a, a no-brainer. And it, I mean, talk about if you put Tony and Annie U and Allison Seymour together on WUSA 9, you would have a powerhouse lineup of people that are really liked in D.C. Uh, Tony Perkins has been there forever in D.C. He's loved uh, in D.C. Annie U is loved in D.C. And um, Allison Seymour's loved in D.C. So you put those three on together, 
You have a powerful lineup. It makes all the sense in the world. And that's exactly why Tegna won't do it. Because it makes all the sense in the world. Um, I'd love to see them prove me wrong. I'd love to see that happen. But uh, I don't think it will. Um, I think it would be the perfect thing. But the next time you're called in and your contract's not renewed or you're laid off or whatever, do not give uh, management the easy way out by saying it was all your idea. Don't do it. Nobody cares. But if you are truthful about it, it's going to give some backlash to the same management that screwed you over. So you know what? Uh, you're just being honest. That's it. You're just being honest. So honesty is a great policy. And uh, it's a policy that I think... Uh, Everybody should adhere to, and um, I also think that um, if, again, if talent did it, they would make it uh, life a little harder for the people that screwed them over. But uh, that's my take on that, as I said. Wanted to give you a little secret behind the curtain. I'll give you some more secrets behind, for news management behind the curtain uh, on future podcasts. By the way, I do want to thank you guys for all the... Uh, Notes and letters, uh, and texts that you send me in regards to the podcast and what uh, what I can do, what can be done better, what you want to hear, um, and uh, I keep reading them and trying to instill them when uh, it seems like it would be prudent to do so. By the way, um, I also wanted to bring up, I don't know how many of you people are into the stock market. I've never really been into the stock market per se. You know, like many of you, you had a 401k at work. You got the little thing in the mail that said how your 401k was doing. And that was it. You just looked at it and went from there. But now there's all these apps, um, Robinhood and Webull and uh, TD Ameritrade has an app. They have all these apps that make trading um, fairly easy and, uh, and easy to learn. And I am learning, you know, sad to say in all my years, um, I've traded stocks for years and years and years, but I've never really traded options. And I have to tell you, um, learn how to trade options. Uh, you can uh, hit the ball out of the park. Um, the other day, I bought an option on Apple and within a few hours, uh, and it, was, it wasn't a big option. Um, basically an option, just in case you don't know, an option gives you the right to buy a stock at a certain price. So say that Apple is at $250 a share. You can buy an option if you think that stock is going up to buy Apple at $248 a share and you buy, um, you get, sign a contract or you buy a contract and the contract is basically good for a hundred shares. So you can buy a contract for 100 shares of Apple for $248. And then you can buy it for a certain amount of time. You could buy it to expire next week, or you could buy it to expire next year. Uh, the shorter time you buy it, the less the contract uh, cost. Now, if you have a stock that you know is going up, and you buy it, um, and it goes up, you make money. And the thing is, now, at the end of that contract, you could buy it. So say Apple then went up to $290, you have the option to buy 100 shares of, contract, 100 shares of Apple for $248 because that's the option you bought, which means 
you could turn around and buy that 100 shares and then sell it and make a lot of money. But let's be honest, 200, uh, 100 shares of Apple at $290 is not cheap. Uh, even if you buy it, uh, then you could turn around and sell it, but it's not cheap to just buy it in the first place. So you can sell your option at any point in time before the expiration date. So if you bought Apple at 248 and it was currently priced at 250 and all of a sudden it went up to 255 you'd make a lot of money. Your option would go up because now you're giving somebody the option to buy more shares of Apple uh, at a lower share price. So you can sell that option anytime. And last Thursday, I decided for the first time ever, I was going to try and buy a option on Apple. And I purchased the share uh, at 11 a.m. in the morning, I think it was. And within two hours, it was up over $600. And I got out. I sold it. It was six, I made $600 in two hours, um, which was awesome. I mean, that was, uh, that was, <laughs> it was crazy. And you know what? If I would have held on to the option, it went up as high as $800. But I wasn't going to be greedy. I was going to take, you know, what it was. Up until then, pretty much all the other options I traded, um, you know, were, were returning 50 bucks, 60 bucks, 100 bucks for everything else. Of course, then I turned around on Friday thinking, wow, look, I made all this money. I bought another option on Apple. And uh, by the end of the day, I was down $500. Um, I'm hoping that it turns around this week and goes up and I can sell the option for more. But um, you can make a lot of money very quickly and not pay a lot of money. Um, and depending on what you buy, you got to buy a stock that's going to move a lot. You can't buy some stock that's not going to move because then the option doesn't really move on it and you don't, make, uh, you don't make much money. But I don't know if you guys have tried day trading. I thought about doing like a, a YouTube video on it and seeing if some TV people wanted to try it. Um, if you do want to download uh, one of the apps, uh, give me an email me at ftvlive at gmail.com. I will send you a link which will get you a free stock. So I think you only have to put in 50 bucks or 100 bucks. So imagine that you get, if you do nothing, so say, uh, all right, you email, you email me, I send you back a link. You click on the link, you download the app. Um, and you download the app for Robinhood or Webull, say you put $100 in there, that's it. You get a free stock. Uh, I think on Webull, you get two free stocks. You get one for opening the account and then for one for depositing, 100 bucks. So say they give you a stock that's worth 30 bucks uh, for opening your account, and then you put $100 in and they give you another stock and it's worth $25 you now have $155 in an account that you've done nothing other than put a deposit in. That's it. So you wait the required, I think it's five days before you can uh, sell the stock. So you wait the five days, you cash out your $155 that you only put in 50 or $100 in the deposit. You cash out, you close your account, and uh, you made 55 bucks just like that. So there is a guaranteed way to make money in the stock market, and that's it. Um, I don't sure, I'm not sure that's what I would do. 
Um, as I said, I think you might want to try something, look into options trading. Uh, it's kind of nice. And I know everybody in TV news is looking for a side hustle because you're not paid very much. Um, you could, you could, you know, put a thousand dollars into a, into a account and try some day trading. And you might find out that you're, you're making some pretty good money on the side. Um, and if you did lose it all, it'd be a thousand dollars. I don't recommend putting in more money than you can afford to lose. Um, but I do recommend you trying it because it is a, uh, I've done it. It's fun. And, um, I've enjoyed it. Uh, I, you know, again, I, I'm a, I'm a minnow in a very, very large pond. Uh, I'm not even a minnow. I'm a tadpole. Uh, I, I can't afford to trade these huge trades that people do, but when you make a trade, um, and you make 50 bucks off it or a hundred bucks off it and you do it in a matter of minutes or like my Apple one, you make $600. It's pretty cool. And, uh, it's kind of like, I guess it's kind of like gambling, going to the casino, a little bit better odds. Cause you get to pick the stock and stuff like that. Instead of just wishing the dice would come up with an eight, um, you actually get to pick it. So a little bit better odds, but it is, I, I guess for all intents and purposes, it is gambling. Um, but hey, if you want to try it, email me ftvlive at gmail.com. I'll send you a code that uh, will get you a free stock. Um, I'll send you a code for Webull that will get you two free stocks. Once you make your deposit, you get two stocks. You know, play around, see what you think. And uh, that's it. Anyway, I'm going to wrap it up because my back's all sweaty. And because uh, I need a new chair. May I Hopefully I can make enough money... Uh, trading uh, that I could buy a Herman Miller chair, but uh, right now I don't have that kind of money. Um, that's it. Uh, wrap it up and uh, I will see you guys on the next one. Peace.